This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Bulletin as we bring you the top Liverpool FC stories here on the Blood Red channel. I'm Guy Clark and on Tuesday the 28th of July, these are your top stories. Jurgen Klopp named LMA Manager of the Year as Sir Alex Ferguson tells the latest Klopp tale. Adam Lallana joins Stejan Lovren in departing Anfield as he returns to the South Coast. Jurgen Klopp reveals next season's condensed fixture list will affect his transfer plans. And the Reds' rivals are already looking to strengthen a day after the window opens. Joining me to get stuck into all of those is our Blood Red writer, Matt Addison. Well, Matt, the season's done and dusted. I suppose it's now time to rest up and get ready to go in less than seven weeks' time. Or I suppose for us, actually, it never really stops, does it? No, it doesn't. It's uh, it's one of those, isn't it? As soon as the season finishes, we've got four fairly substantial stories to go into. Obviously, two High-profile departures yesterday, less than a day after the season had finished. And yeah, I suppose it's uh, almost the, the busiest time of the year for us sometimes with transfers and that sort of thing. Possibly not this season, but uh, yeah, I suppose the, the short turnaround will seem very, very short indeed with the, the Champions League and various other things to fit in before the start of next season. So yeah, a very, very busy time, I suppose. But uh, yeah, always a, a pleasure to be talking and, and writing about it. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp's players off then for for two weeks. They've been given a list of responsibilities, of course, with the pandemic that they sort of need to adhere to. And I suppose our responsibilities are making sure our listeners have content to continue to listen and consume. So let's get into it. And first up this morning, this is just a brilliant story. And it's typical Jurgen Klopp, really, isn't it, Matt? Last night, he became just the second Liverpool boss in the Premier League era to win the LMA Manager of the Year award after Brendan Rodgers did so in 2013-14. And the man who announces the winner, Sir Alex Ferguson, he had a brilliant tale about the night that Liverpool won the league. Yeah, I know it sounds a bit odd, but Sir Alex Ferguson joining in on Liverpool's title celebrations. Well, not quite, but as it was covered across the board this morning and, of course, in the Echo, it's, uh, as I say, just, just a brilliant story, Matt. Yeah, it certainly is. I think, first of all, Jurgen Klopp absolutely deserving of the award. I think, obviously, Chris Wilder has been fantastic for Sheffield United the season that they've had. But, look, after 30 years of of ending that title drought, I think it it just had to be Jurgen Klopp this season. And he's obviously, understandably, now picked that award up. Again, it's not something that he will be particularly bothered about. I think it's a a nice thing for, for him to have. But I suppose in the same way that... When Jordan Henderson won the Writers' Player of the Year last week, it's it's one of those things where the the most important thing is, of course, the Premier League trophy. But uh, it's obviously quite nice to to pick up a few other bits as well. But uh, yeah, the LMA award named after Sir Alex Ferguson, I believe, and they got Ferguson to to send a message of congratulations. Very very gracious, I'm sure. Um, you know, Liverpool fans haven't necessarily had the best relationship with him over the years, but I thought that was. You know, a very well put message. He said, "You know, Liverpool sort of story. The way they've gone about it this season has been fantastic, and they absolutely deserve to to win this Premier League trophy." So, of course, that is absolutely correct. But yeah, slightly strange and surreal almost to hear it from Sir Alex Ferguson, to be honest. But uh, yeah, he also at the end told uh, a little tale about Jurgen Klopp. He said on the night that Liverpool won the league, Jurgen Klopp. Rang him up at 3.30am, uh, woke him up um, to tell him essentially that Liverpool had won the league, which I'm sure 
Sir Alex Ferguson was aware of at that time and, and probably didn't appreciate that at that particular moment being woken up by Jurgen Klopp to, to get that message. But yeah, look, it's uh, another one of those typical Jurgen Klopp stories. And yeah, I suppose Ferguson says everything is forgiven and congratulations to Liverpool. So I suppose he couldn't really say anything else given he was handing out the award to uh, Jurgen Klopp but yeah I'm sure it's a, a nice message and I know for a fact that Jurgen Klopp has looked up to, to Ferguson for a good amount of time he's mentioned that you know, plenty of, of times over the years he's obviously been a huge managerial figure Ferguson over the years certainly when Jurgen Klopp was emerging as a young manager and yeah I'm sure it will mean a lot to him that even though it's somebody with Manchester United connections it, it's somebody that Jurgen Klopp is is a big fan of there's no doubt about that. Yeah, no one does celebrating. It seems quite like Jurgen Kloppy. And he likes to share in it all with everyone. Bayo Akinfenra, of course, a few weeks ago after Wickham got their promotion to the championship. And Sir Alex Ferguson, as you say, someone who perhaps he looked up to, just wanting to share that moment with him. And it's one of those that really does always endear Klopp yet further, if if still possible, to the Liverpool supporters. Well, that award then revealed on, on Sky Sports and an award handed out across the divisions just shows the remarkable job that Jurgen Klopp has done in winning, if my maths is right, Matt, 196 points over the course of the, the last two seasons now. But from more awards arriving at Anfield to players departing, Dejan Lovren, of course, yesterday bidding farewell to the Reds after securing a move to Zenit St. Petersburg in Russia. That coming, incidentally, six years exactly to the day after he joined the club. But staying a lot closer to home is Adam Lalana. He signed a three-year deal down at the Amex with Brighton and Hove Albion, Matt. And as well as being covered on the Echo, our colleagues at, at Sussex Live have turned around the quotes of him speaking with the official club website. And he seems to be very excited to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and rightly so. I think it's a great move. I think... Probably like a few people, when Brighton sort of emerged as as the front runners for his his signature, you th- saw maybe he could, you know, go to a, a slightly better team, maybe slightly higher up the league. You think of, of the likes of Tottenham and, and Leicester City were both interested in him, but I think Brighton actually, the more I think about it, the more I think it's a good choice. I think they've got an excellent manager in Graham Potter. It's a club who is on the up with designs on on finishing in the top half of the Premier League consistently. It's very well-run club, a very nice new stadium as well. Um, and Adam Lalana, I believe, will get the opportunity to, to to do some coaching and sort of explore that side of things, you know, in the next couple of seasons. So, yeah, it's it's something for, for him to look forward to. I think, obviously, he's going to play regularly. That will be important to him. He's not had the minutes over the last couple of seasons that he would have ideally liked. But even so, I think at Liverpool, he will be a huge miss. I think, you know, he's had a huge impact on on Jurgen Klopp, on his teammates. And, you know, I've had the privilege of, of meeting him and, and speaking to him on a number of, of different occasions. And, you know, he is exactly how Jurgen Klopp describes him, really. He's an excellent footballer, but he's an excellent person as well. He's always come across in the right way, I think. You know, I was always a big fan of the way that he played football. I think he, he's that sort of silky, dribbling player, very good technically. Not something we always see, to be honest, in, in England traditionally. I think he's almost a, more of a Spanish player than an English player. But uh, yeah, he's you know equally as good off the pitch as he is on it. And uh, yeah, I suppose the sort of big draw for, for Brighton, is, as he says, is the sort of ambition of the club. Graham Potter, I think, will have been crucial as well. I think Milana says that. And you'd imagine that the move back to the South Coast would have played its part as well. So 
yeah, as I say, Tottenham, Leicester, Southampton, Burnley were both interested in him as well. But yeah, I think Brighton probably is the right choice for, for Adam Lallana and look, I'm sure Jurgen Klopp, his teammates and, and everyone involved will will wish him well. And, and just as a, a final point, he's going to take the number 14 shirt, which I don't think is uh, a coincidence by any stretch. So yeah, taking on the number 14, of course, the number that his best mate, uh, Jordan Henderson wears for Liverpool. So, yeah, it's a, a nice uh, little gesture, I think, from him. And, yeah, as and when Adam Lallana comes back to Anfield with fans inside the ground, whether that's next season, whether it's the season after, you know, he's sure to get a big standing ovation, I would think, because you know he's been at Liverpool, what, six years now? He's won all of the, the big things that he would have wanted to when he came in. I'm sure you know every Liverpool fan will wish him all the best for the future. Yeah, certainly can only echo those words that you say there, Matt, on Adam Lallana. What a brilliant professional he's been for Liverpool. Well, coming next then, the transfer window is open. And as we've already discussed, in full swing already, we'll check out the plans Jurgen Klopp's outlined for the Reds and what the rivals are already in. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Liverpool's transfer dealings then, Matt. Yesterday, of course, the Echo revealed the stance on Ozan Kabak, Schalke's 20-year-old Turkish defender, after reports emerged from Germany. And today, both the Echo and our colleagues at the Mirror have outlined Jurgen Klopp's thoughts on the transfer window and just how busy the Reds could be. Yes, uh, some interesting quotes from, from Jurgen Klopp. He always sort of wants to work with a high-quality small squad. We know that. That's something we've seen. It's sort of the opposite model to Manchester City, if you like. He doesn't necessarily want, you know, two players in every position. He wants players who can be versatile and, and play in a number of different roles. So, yeah, look, next season, as Jurgen Klopp says, is going to be intense. It's going to be a squashed season. It's going to be, you know, squashed into to eight months where, rather than this season. We've had it stretched out pretty much over 12 it's going to be 38 matches plus European stuff, plus the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup. It's all going to be squashed into a, a very small period of time. So, you know, of course, that's the, the same for, for all of the teams up and down the league. So it's it's not unique to Liverpool by any stretch of the imagination. But I suppose they will have to sort of manage that and, and think about that going into next season because I think we are pretty much going to see... You know, two games a week, pretty much every week consistently for, for eight months. So, yeah, Jurgen Klopp um, accepts that. He recognises that. But he does also say that, you know, he thinks that he has that high quality small squad at the moment. He doesn't necessarily think that he needs to bring anybody in. He also references the uncertain finances. You know, we don't know what, for example, the, the Premier League and Champions League television money is going to look like next season because... At this stage, we don't know whether fans are going to be in stadiums and, and that is something that will influence that. So, yeah, it's a, a difficult situation. It's a difficult market, I think, for clubs like Chelsea, like Manchester City, who can just absorb whatever losses that they want. It's probably a good opportunity for them to go out and, and get players. I think we're going to come on and, and talk about someone like Kai Havertz in just a second. I think it's it's a good idea for Chelsea to go and get him this summer because they're pretty much the only team who would want him, who who can afford to go out and get him. I think you know, in a, a normal summer, uh, a normal summer, I should say, um, you know, you, you'd expect maybe Liverpool, maybe Real Madrid, maybe Barcelona would be interested, but Chelsea effectively will have a free run at him this summer. So I think it's a good idea for for teams who can take advantage of the market to go and do that. 
but Liverpool just are not in that financial situation at this moment in time. They're not one of the, the richer clubs in the Premier League. So, yeah, look, I think the, the message is, is pretty clear from Jurgen Klopp. If the, the finances are there and if the right player is there, Liverpool will do that. They will go and spend and they will go and get that player. But I would suggest it, it's probably unlikely at this stage. And these comments just sort of underline that a little bit further, I think. Yeah, there is a lot of trust there from Jurgen Klopp in his squad and, and quite rightly given what they've done over the last two years. But with Lovren and Lalana going, you do just wonder perhaps about the experience gap. What was it what was it that Alan Hansen said about not being able to win anything with kids? Oh yeah, that one turned out well. But anyway, let's move on from that and further afield as you suggested before. I think it's gonna be something that could become somewhat of a, a regular feature on the morning bulletin through the transfer window and that's a quick rival roundup last time we did this pod together Matt Man City were being linked with Valencia's Ferran Torres a player who tentatively been linked with the Reds but Simon Stone of the BBC now is suggesting that this one's getting quite close and equally having got that Champions League spot on the final game of the season. Chelsea are believed to have opened talks with Bayer Leverkusen over a deal for Kai Havertz that one according to the Guardian yeah, two uh, interesting transfers. I think certainly to come to, to Ferran Torres first, he's quite clearly a Leroy Sané replacement for Manchester City. Valencia believed to want around £40 million for him, even though he does only have one year left on his contract. So they're certainly not going to let him go cheap. But yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. He looks like a, an excellent player. Some comparisons uh, to Jadon Sancho, I think he's that sort of similar age, similar sort of player but obviously will come a lot cheaper. So, yeah, I think it, it could be a, certainly, a, well, it certainly looks like a deal that Manchester City are going to get done. I think it could be a good signing for them and it will be one to watch out for. And then Chelsea, I mean, it's not just Kai Havertz, it's it's plenty of others as well. But yeah, it seems like Havertz wants to go and, and work with Frank Lampard at Chelsea. Personal terms apparently already agreed. It's more a case of the, the fee and, and Bayer Leverkusen trying to, to hold out for as close to £90 million as, as possible. So it'll be interesting to, to sort of see, you know, how quickly that can get done, how close Chelsea get to paying that £90 million. I think it's it's going to take a transfer like that or maybe a, a Sancho or, or whatever. It's going to take one of those transfers to sort of set the, the precedent this summer for, for what the rest of them follow. So certainly one to keep an eye on, I would think. Obviously, if... A reduced fee, maybe that will lead to, to some other reduced fees, but we will have to sort of wait and see on that. Interestingly, the the, uh, the Guardian report also suggests that Chelsea are still in the market for a goalkeeper as well. They're looking at Kepa and, and Andre Onana at uh, Ajax, um, uh, looking to replace Kepa, I should say, and, and replace him with, with Jan Oblek or, or Onana. And they also want a, a left-back, Ben Chilwell, or Nicholas Tagliafico of Ajax as well. So, yeah, it certainly looks like while Liverpool won't necessarily be spending, Chelsea certainly will be. And having already signed a couple of players, they're going to be adding one or two more, I think, as well. Yeah, you did well that with that uh, Nicholas Tagliafico name, I have to, to say on that one, Matt. It can be a bit of a, a tongue twister, certainly uh, this early in the morning for us. There is, of course, a big gap to, to close for the rivals, that's for sure. And we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. Other reports this morning also suggesting that United have had uh, an opening bid of £89 million for Jadon Sancho knocked back. And you mentioned the fee that Bayer Leverkusen want from Chelsea for 
Kai Havertz and the reports going around with Jaden Sancho, according to the Telegraph, are that Dortmund are holding out for £110 million. So certainly a few clubs in the Premier League, despite the uh, circumstances, still ready to uh, splash the cash this summer. But we'll have to wait and see how it does all play out. As always, though, keep your eyes fixed across what's going on over on the Liverpool Echo website, including the Daily Transfer blog, which will round up all the big Liverpool transfer news in one place for you. And also stay tuned to us here on Blood Red, wherever it is you get your audio on demand, as well as across on our YouTube channel. Thanks for joining Matt Addison and myself, Guy Clark, here on the Morning Bulletin. Enjoy the rest of your day. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.